It's a time for children this morning. I want to invite the kids to come forward for our time together. Come on up. I'm glad you're in worship today. Hi, Hank. How are you? Good morning, Bronwyn. Hi, Casey. Hi, Ryan. Cooper's coming. Hi, girls. Oh, we got a few who are up late, I know. We do have a few who are up late. Well, I wasn't up late last night, but this morning I was up early, and I took a picture. I got to the end of my driveway, and I took a picture because I was up early, and when I was leaving, the sun was coming up, and the sky was just so bright. It was all these beautiful colors. And, of course, when you're up really early, there's not a lot of cars on the road. So I just stopped at the end of our alley before I turned out on the street. I was like, i got to take a picture. Now, do, I'm sure this never happens to you. Do your parents ever go, okay, wait, I want to post this. Let me take a picture. Uh, yeah, a little yes. bit. Yes. At least yeah, like 12 times every day. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking when I was taking this picture. I was like, I want to take this picture so that I can post it because the sky is so pretty. But, you know, when I looked at the picture after I took it, I didn't put any kind of filter on it or anything. I just took the picture and I was like, well, I like this picture. But the sky itself, like if I just rolled down the window of my car and looked at the sky, was so much brighter and so much more colorful. I'm like, the picture's just not going to get it. So I just had to sit there for a minute and just look. Because it was so pretty. And then after I went, okay, okay, I can drive now. So I drove out of my neighborhood. And then when I'm driving down the street, it's kind of out my window, but it's a little bit behind me. So I'm kind of driving and going, okay, I can look. Okay, I can drive. Okay, I can look. And the whole time I was thinking, oh, if I post this, what am I going to say with it? Because it's Sunday morning. And God made this beautiful sunrise. And I was like, what kind of scripture would I put with this? And what was coming to mind wasn't scriptures. It was songs. And the first one that I thought of is the one that we do in chapel all the time with Learning Academy. We do This is the Day. Do you know This is the Day? This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. That was it. Oh, let us rejoice. Absolutely. Oh, that was good. And the other one that I thought of was, um, oh, and now it's going to escape my head. Lord, our Lord. How majestic is your name in all the earth. Because that beautiful sky just looked majestic. Do you know that one? Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. Oh, so gorgeous. And I I ended up not posting it. So y'all are the ones that get to see it this morning. But I was thinking about that. And that's what we've been doing in worship, too. This Sunday... And last Sunday was Pastor Dina, and the one before me, we've been picking our favorite songs. Some of our favorite songs that run through our head all the time when we see a beautiful sunset, or some beautiful sunrise, or when we're just walking around our day. Do you ever just walk around and a song just comes out of your mouth, and you just start singing? Maybe it's one you sing with Miss Betsy, or maybe it's one that you sing here in church. You do? Yeah. Who can tell me one of your favorite Sunday school songs or church songs that just comes out of your mouth sometimes? Oh, I love it. Is that the one you're going to sing in church next week? Oh, that's going to be wonderful. Sanctuary. Sanctuary is a beautiful song. Absolutely. 
Do you ever use those during your day? Like use them on purpose? I know sometimes they just like randomly kind of out of your mouth. Yeah? You use them sometimes on purpose? What do you use it? When do you use them, Hank? <laughs> In the car when you're singing. Yeah? Yeah? Bennett, you had your hand up? In the store. In store? Cooper? At night. You know, we do that at our house at night sometimes too. Sometimes that's our bedtime prayer. Sometimes we might sing um, Isaiah 12, first song of Isaiah. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. Sometimes we sing that for a bedtime prayer, or sometimes it might be joyful, joyful. That's another great one for the sunrise this morning. Do you know joyful, joyful? Joyful, joyful, we adore thee. God of glory, Lord of love. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's a wonderful little part in there. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness. Melt them away. Can you just picture all those clouds, big, heavy, dark, gray clouds, just melting, melting, melting. <gasps> Drive the dark of doubt away. Fill us. Fill us. Music can fill us. Music can fill us. It fills us with God's spirit and God's hope and God's love. And so this week, I wonder where you might use one of God's songs when you want to be filled with the Spirit. Can you think of a time? Maybe it's first thing, maybe for a morning person. Oh, you have an idea? I want to hear your idea. When you just get up? Oh. Sing it to wake up. What a wonderful way to wake up. Oh, my goodness. I bet if I ask your parents, I've heard this before. Mom, I don't know what to do. I'm bored. I don't know what to do. Okay, so next time, sing. You got it? You're going to sing. Yeah. Or maybe, oh, yeah, Ryan? In the shower. Oh, you have good acoustics in there. It's gonna, you're going to sound like you're on stage. Just singing, singing, singing. Cooper? I'm going to sing when the Spirit says sing. Mm-hmm. Halle, halle, halle. Yeah. Oh, you are already filled with songs. You are already filled. Did you know where so many of those songs come from? From Scripture. People were filled with God's Spirit and filled with these words and stories and wrote beautiful music, and they already fill you. All you got to do is just sing. And let that spirit keep filling you all of your days. And we're going to do that in worship some more today too. Let's give thanks for the gift of music today. Let us give thanks. As we say, dear God, we thank you for music. Oh, pardon me. Can you sit up for us? Thank you. We thank you for your spirit, for your love, for your light. That fills us in song. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. We love you, Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. You are a blessing, boys and girls. I'll talk to him about that. Not yet. Thank you, Pastor Caroline. We are using favorite hymn texts for our 
sermon text this week, and we sang um, our sermon text as our first hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. So let us begin with a prayer. Would you pray with me? O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. As Pastor Caroline said when she preached on her favorite hymn a couple of weeks ago, sometimes it's hard to choose a favorite hymn. I think I have a favorite five, and it's very difficult for me to choose which one is in number one. Is there anybody here that has a number one that you can just name? Anybody? What? But how great thou art. Majesty, worship your majesty. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Holy, holy, holy. But Amazing Grace, is that what it was? Okay. It is well with my soul. Yeah. Here I am, Lord. Come thou found. That's in my top five. Yeah. Yeah. It is really, really hard um, for me to choose. And as we were planning this sermon series, I was waffling um, between some of my favorite hymns. But I landed on this hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, because it is so tied up with a very meaningful experience that I had. I grew up singing this hymn a lot, but I guess I didn't think about it that much, um, other than um, it was one of the hymns I learned how to sing alto on. It was, you know, one of the fun ones. You get that little repeat in the chorus, you know. Um, But when I was serving my first appointment, uh, I had only been there for a couple of months, and there was a gentleman that came to my office to introduce himself. And he had been undergoing cancer treatment and had not been able to sing in the choir or to attend worship. And I will never forget when he walked into my office, he introduced himself, his name was Sam, and he had on a sweatshirt with a great big Mickey Mouse on it. And uh, he was on his way to the hospital to get a couple of liters of fluid drawn off of his liver because he had liver cancer. But he was a delightful, delightful gentleman. And um, so I visited with him off and on over the ensuing months. And by the time July rolled around, it was pretty obvious that um, he wasn't going to be with us much longer. And so he went on to hospice care. As all this was happening, my own dad was suffering with cancer and beginning to decline. And Sam would always ask me, how's your dad? Well, late July came, and um, Sam was bedridden and was taking large doses of morphine. And so I went with his Sunday school class um, to visit, and they sang Sam's favorite hymn to him, which is from the Cokesbury, Awake. Awake, oh, yeah, Awake. I, I forget the rest of it. Uh, the Awakening Chorus, yes, that's it, that's it. 
And we sang Sam's favorite hymn, uh, and then I sat down to visit with him for a little bit by his bedside, and his speech was slurred, but he did ask, how is your dad? And I said, you know, Sam, he's not, he's not doing well. And he said, would you please tell him I'm praying for him? And just a few days later, Sam died, and uh, we planned his service. And because he had been a faithful member of the chancel choir, the chancel choir sang at his funeral, and they did an amazing arrangement of It Is Well. And the music just swelled up behind me as I heard the choir singing, and I have never thought of that hymn in the same way since. It creates the same kind of feeling in me, just a welling up of feeling and emotion and gratitude. It's a wonderful, wonderful hymn. So after falling in love with this hymn, I began to do a little research on the story behind it, because the words are remarkable. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, doesn't matter. It's well. It's well with my soul. Where can such words come from? Well, the story about the hymn writer is the story of a man named Horatio Spafford. He was born in the 1820s in Chicago, and he became a very successful lawyer. And he invested in a lot of properties along the shore of Lake Michigan. Well, he and his wife had children. He had a son and four daughters. And the son died, and not long after that was the great fire of Chicago in which he lost everything. Lost everything. He was a friend of Dwight Moody, the biblical scholar, and Moody had been planning a trip to England to do some work there, and so Spafford was going to go with him. So to give his wife and his four daughters a respite and a time of Sabbath, he put them on a boat and sent them over to England and said that he would join them in a few days' time. If you could take a minute and open up your hymnal to 377, I want you to take a look at something. And when you arrive there, If you could take a look at the bottom right-hand corner. And there's a set of words there. Via du Havre. That's the name of the melody. The hymn tune. Every hymn tune has its name. And this is the name of the boat that... Spafford put his wife and daughters on. As it crossed the Atlantic, it was rammed by another boat, and it sunk in a very short amount of time. And he received word in just a few days from his wife in England, and she said, I alone survived. 
all four daughters died. And so as he got on the boat to travel to England, the story goes that as the boat approached the approximate space where the Ville du Havre sunk, these words came to mind. In the midst of horrific grief, he found it within himself to say, it is well. Where does that come from? Where does that come from? We hear stories of saints, whether they be saints from the early church who were burned at the stake, Polycarp comes to mind, or whether they be modern-day saints, such as Truett, who was a Baptist preacher, Truett Seminary is named for him, who die with hymns or prayers on their lips. Where does that come from? Where does such assurance, where does such faith come from that when Satan buffets, they can say it is well? Samantha read a wonderful passage of scripture from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. And it talks, in it he talks about this treasure that we have in clay jars. Clay jars that are often cracked, that show signs of wear. And within our own being, which is so much like a cracked clay jar, bearing our wounds and our griefs, all of the things that we have dealt with over our lives, through these cracks, God's spirit in Christ can shine through. I think that is what Spafford offers us in this hymn. Or beautiful words that we can sing, that we can pray, that shape us evermore into people who can say, in spite of Charlottesville, in spite of the divisions that are between us, in spite of how we divide each other into groups that we like and groups that we don't like, people we fear, people that we don't fear, that we can say, it is well. It is well with my soul. It is well.